welcome back to When the Dust Settles. I hope everyone had a great Halloween and obviously now as we have passed the 1st of December we are well into Christmas season. I mean I haven't got my tree up yet but I'm certainly planning sparkly light outings and booking Santa meetings for Sylvie and things like that. I love Christmas. It's just the best time of year. I love sparkly lights. I love giving people presents. I don't love wrapping presents as much as I used to, probably because I've got more to wrap these days. But I love mulled wine. I love carols. I love Christmas songs. I love the whole damn lot. And I personally can't wait for Christmas to come. With Christmas coming up, that's when my little girl joined us. Her birthday's on the 2nd of December. She's very much a Christmas baby. And it now always makes me think of getting her room ready and things like that as well this time of year, which is quite nice. And I'm also working on two children's bedrooms at the minute, uh, a range in age from nursery and then a sharing room, two boys that are growing up. It's just got me thinking about those phases that a child's room will go through as they grow up. You've got that lovely time when you put together a nursery, when your little one is due to come. And then they get too big for their cot and you realise at some point you're going to have to let them loose in the night. They graduate to a single bed. If you're anything like us, that means they'll be in your bed an awful lot of the time as well. And then you have another phase where they go from being essentially a toddler or a grown-up boy or girl to... A tween, I suppose. Would we call it a tween? I think there's probably four stages. There's like baby, toddler, middle of school, and then you get the sort of full-on teenager slash how long are they actually going to live with me for. So I guess four stages of a room. And obviously a kid's room needs different things at different times. And the main times we as parents get involved in decorating and putting together um, our kids' rooms with our input is when they're younger. Because let's face it, the, the thrill of making a cutesy little room isn't quite the same when you're making it for a teenager that likes video gaming or, um, I don't know, a teenage girl that wants her room to be covered in mirrors and have makeup everywhere. God knows, I don't know. I haven't got there yet. So I'm going to concentrate on the sort of nursery side of things and the younger years, sort of early school kind of things. If you're looking at redoing your kids' room or starting afresh for a new arrival, then listen on. So kids' rooms, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be housed. It needs to get really messy and be easy to clean up again because they're going to be playing in it. It also, if they're younger, if it's baby stage, it needs to work for you as well, being a really comfortable place where you can come when you're absolutely knackered doing a night feed or you just want a lovely, cosy, comfortable place to sit when you're reading to them or feeding them or just generally ooing and cooing over them when they're on their little play mats. Children's bedrooms are really quite hardworking. And if you want them to stand the test of time, then they need to be even more hardworking. If you think about the transitions roughly at the beginning and you think about what items you will continue to keep and use and that you can readapt later on as your child grows, then that's an absolute bonus and you know exactly where to spend your money and where not. 
if you love decorating and you want to redo it every single phase, then cool, be my guest. That's probably me. But it's it I even I think that it's completely worth investing in some really good bits of furniture that will probably carry you through more than just sort of two to three years, especially if you're not moving house as well and you know your child's going to stay in that room. It's quite nice for them as well. I moved around a lot when I was younger and I don't have that many firm memories of any single bedroom. And some of my friends have had the same bedroom. When they go back to visit their parents now, they have the same bedroom that they had when they were little and I think it's just really cool because the memories really sink in and it's just such a safe, lovely, idyllic little space, a children's bedroom. So what to think about when designing them and when putting them together? I mean, first things first, kids love to play and floor space is obviously your prime, prime real estate there. So in order to maximise that Floor space, it really is worth taking things vertical. You, you're going to want a lot of shelves. If, if you've got a shared children's bedroom, then it's really nice for them to have a shelving unit each or a section each because then you'll often find no ch- two children are the same. You'll find one with one taste and one with another and one that likes one thing, one that likes another. And then they have a place to display their stuff that's theirs and theirs alone. It's often nice putting that either at the end of the bed so when they're in bed they can see all their bits or to the side of whichever bed is theirs it's a nice way to give a little bit of division and ownership over a room without splitting it up entirely also I would always opt for bunk beds if the kids are excited at that idea or I'd get them excited about that idea kids love bunk beds and it takes that space just off the floor and it gives them space back to play space to have a craft table space to have their desk depending on what age they are obviously I'm not suggesting you put babies in bunk beds they have to be of a certain age and bunk beds don't have to be right bang smack on top of each other remember so if you've got one child that's a bit older they could have a wider bed queen size at the bottom and you could have a single higher up Um, alternatively you can do wider bunk beds you can also do stairs up to bunk beds which are quite nice because that gives you some hidden storage space within the stairs and also for a shared room it's nice too because you can create some sort of private space up there whether that's with curtains or just being in their own little cubby hole or nook and remember, just a raised bed alone for a child that's in their own room is, again, great because, again, it gives you the floor space back. So you can have a desk under that raised bed. You can have a curtained-off little secret area for reading or all sorts. It just gives you that big bit of space back. And while we're talking about getting space back on the floor, going back to getting that space on the walls as well for surface area and storage and display area. That's something to think about in nurseries as well. I think people get sidetracked in nurseries just thinking about the changing table, which I'll talk about a little in a minute, and a, a, a feeding chair. But the surface areas are important. Your little person 
really quickly accumulates stuff. I mean, it starts from straight away when you get everything sent to you and you have a little baby and hand-me-downs from friends and stuff that you might want to keep for second children or anything like that. Stuff begins to accumulate very, very quickly. And so having both extra drawer spaces, extra shelving, books, you get a lot of books from early on and you need somewhere to put all these books and just toys and general stuff. Baskets are great to put things in, but they mostly reside lower down on the floor. Um, and, And it's good to get things a bit higher up, especially as there's some things, depends on what age is, but at some ages you'll find you don't want things being touched and you'll want things in their bedrooms that they can't touch. And then later on, you'll want things in their bedrooms that they can get to easily themselves. Like when they start to dress themselves a bit more, there's nothing, you know, that's great if they can pull open a drawer themselves and get something out that they want. Or similarly, get out the toys that they want to play with, get down the books that they want to read. So when you are decorating a room for a little person, designing a room for a little person, do think about their height and their size in it all. You can get small wardrobes for kiddies. Obviously, you don't need as much height underneath the rail as you would an adult. And, um, and, and generally, other small stuff, little tables, little chairs, things that really make their room feel like they were sort of made for them, that they feel really comfortable in there and almost like... They are a big person in their little bedroom. Like kids, kids love that. Um, and as they get older, these shelves, especially if you're looking at built-ins, for example, you can think about how those built-ins might translate later on into a bit of desk space as well as shelving space. And shelving space, even as your child gets older and all the sort of knick-knacky toys have gone out the window, you'll probably then move into the Lego phase, where you've probably, as a family, all spent God knows how many countless hours building some sort of Lego Death Star and searching and having arguments about who saw that last bit of white something or other Lego that you need for it and has the dog eaten it or is it under the carpet or God knows. Lovely family memories building these things. It's like, what do you do with them when they're finished? You need somewhere to put them. I mean, If your child is really into Lego, I'd even go so far as to thinking of a display cabinet for it. You can think to yourself sometimes, oh my God, my child's got all this tat, what am I going to do with it? Or you can see it in a different light and think, well, how can I I display it? Or if I was an artist, how would I put that together and show it? That's quite a cool way of thinking sometimes. And you come up with some really cool ideas. And don't forget to speak to your children when you are if obviously they're of an age, um, when you're putting, when you're redesigning a room for them, because they will no doubt have thoughts about it. They will have things that they love and things that they're very anti and things that they would really love to have, colours they would or wouldn't love to have. And don't be scared by maybe some of their crazier ideas because you can take that all on board put it through your own filter and come back out and offer them something that you probably never would have thought of and will make them so happy that they've had a hand in getting involved in what's going to be in their room. And you can just sort of tone tone it down a bit and then, and then run with it. And if there are major themes, you can keep them to things like accessories in the room, maybe the bedspreads or rugs or 
light fittings and then tone them down with the sort of the walls whether that's wallpaper paint more permanent pieces of furniture and stuff like that so so keep the theming and the sort of of the moment stuff more easily replaceable and remember what sort of shelf life certain pieces of furniture have so that you can budget accordingly so what we often do is we for in nursery rooms for example we often steer clear of changing tables because changing tables they have a really finite shelf life and then and then what do you do with them if you're going to have another kid straight away fine but even then it's only adding you know so many it's just pushing the problem along what we do a lot is get uh get chest of drawers and you can get sort of attachments to go on the top we specifically find wide chest of drawers if there's space so that you have one side of it that you can use for the changing area and then the other side that you can still put items that you need specifically items like a lamp a nice that can give a nice soft lamp when you're changing in the night for example and you don't want the main lights on that gives the perfect little space and then we get a fitted changing table attachment. They're like, they bring the sides up basically and then you can put your changing mat in there. So your chest of drawers briefly is your changing unit. And then once you've gone out of that phase, you just take that off the top and you've still got a lovely chest of drawers there that you, know, you can use for however many years to come. You can also put a really nice mirror above that chest of drawers because you know babies love looking at themselves in the mirror teenagers love looking at themselves in the mirror so that can then go from changing table unit to a really nice dressing table and and it can pretty much remain the same other thoughts on furniture is that if your child is transitioning from a cot to a bed do think if you've got enough room do think about jumping straight into a queen size bed rather than having this sort of middle ground of a tiny tiny single Beds can be difficult when it comes to children's beds because sometimes they come in funny sizes. Never get the funny sizes because you are going to be kicking yourself for the rest of time when you're trying to buy duvet covers and sheets and things like that. You, yeah, you just don't want that. Ikea, it's worth bearing in mind, has a funny, has some funny bed shapes. And then you're just going to find yourself having to buy Ikea sheets the whole time, which, you know, isn't the most, isn't the most exciting thing ever. So bear a little bit of mind to bed sizes, but also if you can fit in a bigger bed, get a bigger bed because then that bed will last throughout. You won't have to change it again. So instead of going through three beds, you can just go through two. Plus a lot of kids like them because kids are bloody ninjas in their sleep. Have you ever had a kid sleep with you? I mean, it's dangerous. And it takes them quite a while to be able to stay in a single bed. Like, yeah, you can get the ones with the sides, but again, then you're going to want to swap that out later because it's still sort of little kitty kitty bed and they're going to need something bigger. So I would say if you've got the space for it, probably make the jump, get something nice that you can keep, maybe something upholstered that you can maybe reupholster at a later date. If tastes change, if colors change in the room, and you want to keep reusing it. And the other nice thing about a bigger bed is that when you're in there reading your stories at night, you can actually both fit quite easily. Like, I've, I say all this, I've got 
a little antique French sleigh bed for Sylvie. It's very much mini. It will need to be switched over at some point. But I just loved it, and I had to get it. But every time my husband gets into it, my poor husband, he gets bashed so much on this podcast, doesn't he? But every time my husband get in, gets into it, I'm like groaning because I'm imagining all the slats splitting underneath. I just feel like he's too big to be in that sweet little bed. <laughs> and I hate it. But um, I forgot my point now. It is actually a little bit, it is it's a little bit bigger than a normal single, which is good. But even if you have got a single, go buy a king size pillow that way when you're re- if you're reading books together in in their bed you'll still have some pillow on your back and you won't be left with a an uncomfortable sort of cricked neck but then obviously one step further along is the queen bed because then you can both fit in very comfortably and have your own pillows even better so that's like that's like luxurious book reading. And then another point on the beds. It's a really good idea if the bed is on the floor to get a little trundle bed underneath it. I know we all love storage under beds, but at some point they're going to be having sleepovers and friends over. And if you can get a little trundle bed that can just pull out from underneath your kiddie's single bed, that's a great, it's a great winner for when they have friends around and you need to just pop them somewhere. Alternatively, though, if you've gone for the bunk option or you really do need the storage under the bed, there are some really good sort of fold-up foam squishy chairs that are quite wide, but they fold out into a single bed and then they fold up into a sort of comfy squishy chair. The I think Argos have them. Quite a few places online have them. And you can get the basic one and then reupholster it. In, you probably quite easily do that yourself with a sewing machine, to be honest. You can reupholster it in some really nice fancy fabric. So it looks really cool because the colours out there aren't exactly um, inspiring. So you can recover it. And then, again, you've got a base. Also, when your kid's really young, it's really good to have another place to sleep uh like if you need to sleep in the room with them if they're unwell or if they're just transitioning into a bigger bed or even when they're just going into their cot it's great to have somewhere that should you want to sleep in the room with them you can and it's not the most uncomfortable thing in the world because let's face it when we have young kids we need to get as much sleep in as humanly possible so anything you can do to get a little bit of extra vaguely comfortable shut eye is probably probably a good plan going back to getting the things off the floor and sort of trying to stay organized and trying to keep the place tidy um kids do they do just i mean first you get the stuff that's all the hand-me-downs and presents and this that and the other and things that you buy and then they get old enough to pick up stuff yourself themselves and you get all manner of collections of of everything sylvie likes things that she calls treasure which is ultimately anything shiny um and she will collect all sorts of odds and ends i've got friends kids who likes buttons i've got another friend's kids kid who likes stones and you're like oh my gosh how the hell and and often you think you can throw these things away but oh my god woe betide you if you do because they will remember and they will ask you where that is and they will make you feel god awful because you can't reproduce it because the rubbish has already gone out so find a place for them could be a bowl could be a box it it goes back to the sort of general rule of organizing is collate things together that are either the same size or the same type of item and they will look much neater plus 
the plus side of this is that kids do once they know where a spot is where a place is and everything that everything has a place they actually get quite good at, at organizing and putting things together and back themselves on the, on the whole so it's worth trying because you might find that if you make a very definite place for um t-shirts then pants then trousers you might be able to give a pile of laundry to your little boy and he might just be able to put them give or take in roughly the right place or if your kid's really into crafts and stuff like that which is god in hell's bloody idea of a joke when it comes to parents trying to keep things tidy and what have you um similarly if you put all the items together that are the same a you're going to thank your past self when you get the craft stuff out and b it's just not going to look like a god awful mess drawers are great for crafts keeping craft stuff tidy in and actually what's quite nice if you've got either a big bedroom or a big playroom is to avoid the temptation of putting a desk against the wall and using the wall space for shelving and such like and then having a desk instead in the more in the middle of the room because then that craft table can later turn into a homework slash project table it gives more space than a desk would give mostly and it's easy for more than one kid to work at it so that's quite a nice idea and if you don't have space for a playroom and you've got this craft issue which I often get asked about I would say keep some papery plasticky I say plastic but I'm mindful of the recycling aspect so if it's plastic just make sure it's something recyclable keep a stash of temporary table covers in a drawer somewhere so you can just cover your main table they can do all of their stuff paint whatever it is gluing glittering what have you on it and you can just roll it away and shove it in the bin at the end of the day that's actually and that that goes for anywhere anywhere that they have a surface that they're doing stuff whether it's in their bedroom whether it's in the kitchen or happily in a little playroom slash craft room um that's a really good thing to do because then you don't have to hover over them all the time you know worrying what they might be drawing on and if that craft space does happen to be a sort of general usage space as well the like little caddies are quite good that sort of wheel back and forth and have sections for everything you can get them in hobby craft and again online in many places big or small and you can pop everything in there in its own little place and then just wheel it back into a cupboard straight away afterwards. D- done, you know, under the stairs, maybe, I don't know, in a, in a tall kitchen cupboard where the hoover lives, something like that. And then also, if you're looking at playroom ideas, places to put playrooms, if you've got the space and you are thinking about having a playroom, which is, it's a great idea for getting toys out of the bedroom, Um, less clutter in the bedroom because a bedroom regardless of how old you are a bedroom should be a peaceful place really on the whole it's where you sleep and you wake up you want to be relaxed there and so if you can get the toys out of it it's less stress for you when you're tidying up and you're trying to do stuff in there in the day like getting them dressed and things when you go in at night check on them you're not finding yourself stepping on something that makes some crazy noise or like lights the place up like a disco and also it gives them a specific place to play and they can make a bit more mess and you you can shut the door at the end of the day um playrooms are great near kitchens and near living rooms don't put them right at the other end of somewhere or somewhere too far away on the whole especially if your kids are younger because your kids want to be around you regardless so if they're too far away in their playroom they're just going to bring all their crap to wherever you are 
having said that, a great place if you are short on space but want to make a little playroom is thinking about your eaves in your roof. Maybe your roof isn't big enough to extend, but there's enough room for a kiddie to stand up in there and make just the coolest den ever. It's worth thinking about these things. Or maybe some really big... um, covered even like they just love it little cozy spaces for little people just they just win every time something else that that we often do is look at large pin boards or large chalkboards in bedrooms we generally make them kind of behind you as you're coming into the room so it's not something you see first off because they are they do get messy but kids love messy and you know it's their room so that's a win. And then that's somewhere where they can pin up their artwork, they can do their doodles, you can write notes to them. It's just quite sweet, really. And I'm a big fan of the pin board in a, in a kiddie's bedroom. It, it also stops all the artwork, which is beautiful, which we love, but it stops it sort of gravitating towards other areas of the house. And a lot of us have integrated fridges, not all, but the ones that do, you can't really pin a whole lot on that. Um, so then where do you put it all, you know? So a, a pin board in a, in a kiddie's room is really good. And like I say, going back to the Lego as well, it's nice for them to have somewhere to display all this stuff that they make and do because they're proud of it and they should be proud of it. And it's lovely to have it around and to and to see it. And then they can look back on it and think, oh, how cool, I did that, etc. If you've got too much of it to put up, then you can ask them to maybe pick their favourite or even have a rotation system going on. What else? Hooks. Hooks are great. Low hooks, high hooks, they're really easy to put stuff on, to take stuff off of. Very easy for little people to deal with hooks. Great just to get stuff off the floor. You know, bags, a bag that can house stuff. Dressing gowns, towels, coats, whatever, you name it, hats. Hooks are great. And so then when it comes to the actual sort of looks and the aesthetics, again, much like the furniture, if there's a real colour of the moment that you're going for, let's say, you know, your little girl absolutely loves neon pink. She loves it. She loves it. She's obsessed. It's all she wants. Or or you can get that glitter paint now. Oh, my gosh. If I had known about, well, if there had been glitter pink paint when I was younger... I would have been all over that for my bedroom. I know there's probably a million little girls that would be all over that right now for their bedroom. But are they going to be all over that when they're 13, 14? I don't know. Maybe it might go the other way. Who knows? Point being, um, things like that, that are of time of the moment... It's just maybe worth putting them through a filter so that they have a little bit more longevity and maybe are just like a little less in your face. Similarly with stuff of the moment that us as adults get sucked into, the wall murals and the rainbows on walls and the zigzags across walls. Again, if you really enjoy doing this stuff, great. If you don't, leave it be. That is not going to, you're going to probably want to be redoing that in a year, two years. Even if your kid's not sick of the sight of it, you probably will be and you'll have decided that it's just not on trend anymore. So maybe stay away from things like that. If you really want some form of mural, try and find a more timeless wallpaper 
or you can get the kind of stick-ons that you could just peel off afterwards. I know you're probably like cringing, being like, oh my God, you're telling me to look at these stick-on things because there are so many dreadful ones. But there are some pretty cool ones if you have a really good look. Some are like Etsy is quite good to find stuff like that. Or something simple like you can get glitter wall stickers, little gold butterflies and stuff that actually, gold stars even, that can look really pretty placed in the right places. And they're a bit more subtle. I mean, they're still glittery stars, but they are more subtle than a whole glittery wall or a rainbow painted in hues of neutral, for example. And also just bear in mind when your child is getting passed out of the baby phase, get that child involved. It it is their room after all. I think we need to allow our kids to have a bit of fun in their bedrooms. In the rest of the house, you know, you'll probably play it a bit more safe. You spend more time in there. You probably spend a bit more money on the furniture in there. You're probably going to keep it all for a lot longer. So I think your kid's room is the place to just have a bit of free reign and really let them get involved and not worry too much about if it comes out looking, you know, a little crazy, because they'll absolutely love it. I had red carpet in one of my bedrooms with a matching red light switch, and it was just everything. But what you can do, like I mentioned before, is to just run it through your own filter. So say they love like a crazy, crazy blue, and you're like, oh my god, I can't deal with the whole room like a crazy, crazy blue. Maybe just take a couple of versions of that blue and just offer it to them and let them pick one out of, say, three or four that you've um, pre-selected, that you'd be happy with any of them. And I think you'd probably be surprised what your kids come out with when when you put the the options to them. They're, They're normally pretty honest about what they do and don't like and do or don't want. Obviously, main colors for kids' rooms go in the blue zone, often for boys and the pinky warmy tones often for girls but green is a lovely color to consider I really like a peach and I also quite like yellows especially if you're not doing a lot of them yellows are are really uplifting you don't want too much of it because it is a bedroom but for accents and stuff warm yellow is really nice and also wallpaper wallpaper on the ceilings is quite a lovely one for children's rooms and um, getting a bit creative with the woodwork is really lovely as well, sort of painting the skirting boards and the doors and the architraves and the windows in a contrasting colour is really lovely. And choosing some really nice fabric for curtains and cushions and squidgy, squidgy areas that are lovely to cuddle up in and read books. Curtains are also another place that you can have a bit of fun with, so whether that's putting tassels down the side or some sort of cool trim or maybe doing an edging is a really fun way to um just just take a curtain into a child's eyes or the bottom of a blind even um you can almost also have a situation where you can take that trim off later and then the curtains can look more grown up again i think what is key is making just a really them place that hopefully with just a few tweaks as they're growing up will continue to work for them so you know maybe you don't do an absolutely crazy wallpaper all over the walls maybe you just do it on the ceiling maybe you do it at the backs of the shelves or maybe you do it even inside their wardrobe which could be pretty cool I really like painting fireplaces as well either you can either hand paint them 
like actually paint things on them or even color them in if some have florals or designs on them and things you can actually color those in it looks really cool or just painting your fireplace a color it's not a massive effort but it really makes a room feel so fun and it's an easy thing to paint over later should you change your mind with the color too I like doing things with the hearths as well if you've got a fireplace. So getting some cool tiles down, getting some colour in or some pattern in, in that little space. I put a Teresa tile in Sylvie's room and it looks like sort of tutti frutti, sort of nougat and I love it. So think maybe small and punchy with the things that are a bit more out there rather than whole room and then get a bit more of a chilled base in the whole room and then you can easily add and and change it later on to make it suit whatever age stage you're at artwork is a really good one to bring in so you might you might find a wallpaper that is uh sort of kiddie like if you put certain artwork on it but then if you switch up that artwork for something a bit more adult then suddenly the wallpaper becomes more adult too. Um, Artwork is obviously really easy to switch around, so that's a great one to transition a room to different ages. Then also rugs, if you do a nice neutral carpet or even floorboards and stick rugs down, at least then you're not too worried about messes and stuff. And you can get some really cool, colourful, really like vibrant, beautiful patterns and even like pictures and stuff on rugs anthropology has some really cool rugs that i think would look wicked in a kid's room right now and then there's ruggable that do their washable rugs as well great for kids rooms because then again doesn't matter if stuff spills on it and then you can get really cool bed linen and stuff because you'll have a bed that isn't a funny size so you'll be able to get all the cool bed linen and you can like theme it and do christmas bed linen that's what i'll be doing and these are the sorts of things, and, and lamps and stuff, these are the sort of things that are really easily interchangeable and that a lot of companies do really cool kiddie options in, you know, get, or, or get some really cool boxes and baskets as well you can get with tassels on and all sorts that are great for putting their kids away, kids' stuff away. And then maybe they can live in a cupboard later with, you know, shoes in and they can still be useful, but the craziness can just be inside a cupboard. So each time you get or you're thinking of getting an item, if obviously you are spending a bit more money on it than you would give a second thought about. Just just think about how it's going to translate as your kid gets older. And then if it can translate and it does translate, then you're on to a winner. And if it doesn't at all, just make sure it's not um, something that is that expensive, essentially. I think the main thing is just have fun. Get your kiddies involved if they're of the right age. And just create something really fun and give yourself permission to just do some things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. And then be mindful of the furniture. If you get the right furniture, you can also interchange it and swap it into other rooms as well. So, you know, it doubles up. Because let's face it, furniture is generally the the thing that you sink a, a fair bit of money into. Repainting a room isn't isn't sort of a massive job. Rewallpapering a room isn't a massive job. But furniture, especially in this day and age, it's good to keep and make sure it's got a few uses and it's not just going to be chucked out. Plus, let's not forget, kids are kids, right? So you don't want something that's going to fall apart. They will test the doors and the drawers. They will be slamming and pulling and yanking and hanging. And if that 
a piece of furniture isn't made very well, then it's just not going to last anyway. You know, what do they say? Buy cheap, buy twice? Well, buy cheap in a kid's room, probably buy, I don't know, five times. You don't want something from Ikea. Oh, which is actually a really good time to remind everyone that if you buy furniture from Ikea for your kids' rooms, make sure that furniture is very securely attached to the wall. Um, Ikea got in a lot of trouble a while ago because they didn't make that plain enough in their instructions and there was horrible, miserable outcomes for some kids, quite a few different kids actually, that tried to climb up onto things like wardrobes and onto chests of drawers and they fell down on them. So whatever furniture you're getting for kids' rooms, probably up to the age of, God, 10, 9... Make sure it's either heavy enough that it's not going to topple over if your kid wants to climb on it. And that includes taking all the drawers out of your chest of drawers and and ensuring that when all the drawers are pulled out, because that's how they're going to climb up these things, they're going to pull up the drawers because they make wonderful steps and climb up if you've got a climber. Make sure that if all the drawers are pulled out and you put weight on those drawers, it's not going to fall on you. And if there's any suggestion of any of that, then you attach it to the wall. Similarly with shelves with wardrobes, basically everything. Just make sure everything's secure. That's um, that's a really big one. But on that slightly depressing end of podcast note, um, those are my main thoughts on kiddies' rooms. If I can be of any further help on kiddies' rooms, and if you are in the market to redesign one of your kids' rooms, please get in touch. I love kids' rooms. And I'm actually hoping to show you some pictures of what I'm working on soon as well. So maybe you'll get some inspiration there too. But that's me for today again. As normal, you know where to find me on Instagram, LFF Studio, and in the Facebook group. And if you enjoyed this podcast, a five-star review, not even review, you don't even have to write anything, just click on that five stars or any of the stars really, whatever you feel always appreciated love the feedback and if you have any specific questions then just drop me a line on instagram or the facebook group ain't nobody like homebody and i will get back to you because i love hearing what all you guys are to and i love giving a hand so have a great weekend and i'll speak to you again soon